Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body-positive advocate. I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This This is is Life in Spanglish. Mi amiga, buenos dias. We have been recording now for what? I feel like a couple of weeks. And I said, I always look forward when I see this on my calendar because like there are other things that pop up on the calendar, if you know what I mean. A lot. of And you're like, ignore, dismiss, I'm busy. But this one, no, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. And you know what? We have wedding bells on the brain right now. And so there are so many people who are talking about, like, at least I know one of my friends just got engaged and I couldn't be happier for her. She's older. So it's not like, you know, when we were younger that you get engaged and, you know, she's she's in her late thirties and I'm really just so excited for her that she found her man. But just in speaking with her, it got me thinking about my own wedding. And I don't even think we ever got into your wedding, honey. We can definitely talk about my wedding. There was a lot of different sazones that went into that wedding. Really? Oh my God, I want to hear. Tell me everything. So we're going to talk about like wedding planning and everything because my friend was asking me, she's like, can I pick your brain? Like, what did you do? And I was like, girl, I had a wedding planner. I was working. I had three jobs at the time. I mean, I just, there was no way that I was going to add wedding planning the way that I knew I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Like I was like, there's no way. So I I definitely got a wedding planner, but I want to hear about yours. Well, you know, my older sister, she does wedding planning also, you know, she's like, she loves different things. So she, as soon as I got engaged, she was like, this is my wedding. I'm planning everything. Oh, so, yeah. So luckily, but I wasn't paying her. So I had to be involved because, you know, this was pro bono. So yeah, I yeah. did help a lot with the wedding planning and I did have a lot to do with like picking, choosing. I had a destination wedding. What kind of wedding did you have, Carolina? Well, it was destination for other people because it was in New York City. <laughs> 
So I was like, uh, we are getting married in the city. Like we were living in Brooklyn at the time. So we decided that we tried to do a destination. We went to different places in Miami thinking maybe we'll have a wedding. And we were like, no, it's a city wedding. So we did it in Manhattan. In Manhattan? Wow. Yeah. 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 No, it was crazy. I'll tell you guys where I got married and stuff. And if you guys look it up, the place is just, it's breathtaking. Um, Church wedding? No. Well, you know, my husband's Jewish. I'm Catholic. So we couldn't get married in the church, which was just like a really big deal to me because my grandfather was very involved in the church. And, um, unfortunately he passed before we got engaged, but, um, I wanted the element of having a priest and then Mark wanted a rabbi. So we got married at this place. It's called the angel or foundation. If you've never seen it before, it is so time, incredible time to google i won't be listening for like one minute but go ahead no google image. google image because it is um so it's it was basically one of the first synagogues in new york city and um it went through many different like uh phases where people tried to tear it down it was always preserved and then i believe back like in the 80s or the 90s or something they made it into an event space first and- of all i'm looking at this picture right now who do you think you are, Meghan Markle or some shit? Because this is, <laughs> this, this is gorgeous. Wow. It's like an overhead photograph. And wow. Yeah. It has like a gothic feel. Um, they did a lot of like VH1 shows there. I think they did like a diva show there once. Um, but like the, the story about it is really so beautiful because Mark and I were at the time we were engaged. We mm-hmm. said we wanted to go and look at different venues in the city. And um, we looked at this place from the outside and the outside, it was so funky. We were like, what? Like, what is this place? But how did you end up there? The wedding planner? No, no, no. Wedding planner didn't come until later. Like uh, wedding okay. planner came for like the details, you know, but like this finding the location was me and Mark. Like we basically just said one Saturday morning, let's just go drive around the city and, and look at these different places. So we walked in and we both were just like blown away. It took our breath away. We asked for somebody because there was literally nobody there. We walked in and we asked for somebody. We were like, how do we reach out to someone to get our date or or, or for the venue? And they said, oh, we're sorry. You know, this is booked for another year. Like, there's no way that you can get married here. And so Mark, ever the thinker, I, I have to tell you, like this guy, he blows me away. So we're walking out and I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, Mark, that place, I said, it was just unbelievable. He goes, wait let's go back. So we go back in and he goes to the guy and he goes, do you have any contracts that aren't signed? And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, is there anybody who hasn't signed and given you a payment for a contract yet? He's like, we'll give you a payment right now. If you give us a date. So he went to the office, he looked up, there were two people that did not have contracts signed. He reached out to both of those people. We're literally waiting there. Okay, like right there. While like you're- right there. Mark is like, I will write you a check right now. This is where we want to get married. Oh and um, Carolina, I yeah. love it. So romantic of him. I feel like you're telling me about a movie. It really, it really is. And so the guy uh, went downstairs, he went to his office and we're looking around and we're thinking to ourselves, okay, could we do the, could we do the, the ceremony here? And could we do this? And like, we're just already thinking and planning and everything. And so the guy comes up and he goes, um, congratulations, you're getting married on June 25th, 2011, nine months. So the venue gave you your wedding date? There was a person who didn't sign a contract and he reached out to them and he said, we have people who are interested. They're here right now. You know, Mm -hmm. if you don't want the venue, we need to know because these people would like to have it. And the person said, yeah, we're, we're not going to get married there. And he gave us the date that day. And he said, you will be getting married June 25th, 2011. And that was it. So that's how we picked our venue. Yes. 
I love it. It's super random, but I love it. <laughs> I know, I know. So wait, where did you get married? Where did you, what was your destination? Was it Dominican Republic? Yeah, we actually got married in Punta Cana. And the oh, only wow. reason, the only reason we got married in Punta Cana was because my abuelita was 94 years old. Oh, bless. And I was not getting married without her there. No. You know, when, you know, when my mother got pregnant from me, she had just arrived in America as an immigrant. And she was like, I can't keep this baby here with me. So I was shipped off to my abuelita. And my abuelita kept me till I was like practically ready for kindergarten. So I couldn't get married without her being there. So I was like, everybody who wants to be in my wedding, guess what? You're going to have to go to Dominican Republic. For sure. Without a doubt. That's the only thing that other than Nuni, obviously, she was the only person at the wedding that really, really mattered to me because, you know, I had not got married. I had not got, had kids. So I felt like, yo se lo debo a mi abuelita, que aunque sea, claro. aunque yeah. sea me vea vestida de novia, because yeah. she was very Catholic, my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And she was like the veil, the bride, the church. So I know that that gave her, you know, it made her a little heart smile. And Oh, for sure. For sure. But then again, also, there's a lot of turn up in Dominican Republic. So it kind of like said there's a lot of turn up. It kind of like all worked out. So like all of our friends, we actually had like 60 guests, but they all had to fly there. So that's a lot of people to mobilize. That's a lot. Yeah. Yes, but our friends, like me and Oni are really lucky. We have like really amazing friends. You know, people love us. People always want to be in our house. So we were there for a whole weekend. You know, so it's like sometimes you spend 30, 40, 50, $60,000, even $100,000 on a wedding. And then, you know, it's over in like one day. Like we said, like, you know what? Why don't we make it a weekend thing? Have a welcome barbecue, take the girls to the spa, have a goodbye brunch. So that's the main reason we decided on a destination wedding. And the place where we got married, um, Paradisus Palma Real, beautiful. We went back after. Oh my gosh, how special. And you were probably like, that's where I walked. That's where they threw the rose petals. <laughs> that's where we said I do right there. That's where our little rose tent was at. That's so it, where Nuni's friend got trashed and passed out. No, I'm kidding. That's where my nephew <laughs> got trashed and slept on the beach. When I woke Stop. up in my wedding, my sister's like, where's your nephew? I'm like, I don't know. He went out with Nuni. Nuni's like, oh, he was walking to his room. Girl, they found him face down in the sand on the beach with his passport in his hand. No. Teenager. No. I'm like, I will, I will not marry you and then I will kill you if something would have happened to my nephew. Y que suerte que no lo robaron because those passports, man, you know what I mean? They could just lift it. Are you crazy? They lift it. Take that picture off. Don't tell me. I mean, seriously, because I know all about that stuff. But um, so <laughs> like destination wedding, so different from a wedding that's at your location because like for example everybody flew in like my my abuelita was uh flown in from san francisco she had to fly to florida and then she had to wait in florida for a week or two because she was in her 90s as well and was the beautiful she or was she complaining because you know abuelitas give you like Ay, she was hype no she was ready she had her vestidita like she was ready like so my mom had six kids out of all of the six kids, she went to every single wedding. My grandfather, like I said, he passed, unfortunately, before mine. But they went to every single one of my mom's kids' weddings. And it was so special. So special to have her be a part of it. But, like, you know, the thing is, I look back on it, and it's like, Mark and I looked at each other. Somebody once said, you could either have a perfect wedding or a perfect marriage. You decide. We had the most 
spectacular wedding. Nothing went wrong. Like for us, it was just like, it was so beautiful, so special. Oh my gosh. I kept on thinking to myself too. And this is just the way that I think I kept on thinking like, okay, what's going to happen. And I shouldn't have done that because like the whole time I was waiting for something and everything was just great. You know what I mean? So it's like anybody who's wedding planning, like don't let people get in your brain that like something's going to happen or, you know what I mean? And like, for those people who don't have a wedding planner, you don't need a wedding planner. I needed a wedding planner because like, truthfully I did, I had three jobs at the time, you know? So I was working for E! News still. I was working for Elvis Duran show. And then I also was still freelancing and doing like, you know, my side gigs and stuff like that. So you didn't have time You managing that. And the wedding, the wedding was too important for me to like, let it go. You know what I mean? So it's like looking back on it now, zero regrets on having a wedding planner. And same thing with me, you know, even though my, my sister was my wedding planner, she killed it. She did amazing. You know, she knew all the details that I didn't know, especially me, girl. I carried everything to another country. Like you think I would have been able to do this on my own? No, you need somebody that's precise. That is super specific that has like, and I mean, that's the thing. That's the reason why I really appreciated Claudia, the woman who um, took care of our wedding, because it was like every single detail down to like the handkerchiefs that they handed out when people walked in, they had our, our initials embroidered and the date. And I said, I was like, you know, we had so many of those left over. And I said, Mark, these are so special. The boys will carry one when they get married. You know, I just found a box the other day. It was like a a Tiffany box. I'm like, what's in here? Like my veil was in there and like my cash. I'm like, Oh, look at this. I kept it. Cause I'm, I throw everything out, but I was like, I guess not. Do you? Oh my gosh. No, I throw it out, throw it out. I just don't like clutter. Like it's like, I hate clutter. I don't. And I, since I live in, in an apartment, I don't have, you know, a basement. I don't have an attic. So it's like whatever closet space I have. That's it. Full of junk. That's it. Yeah. No, I'm so sentimental though. I even kept like the little hair tie. Like uh, my mom gave me a little tiny, it was tiny, tiny, um, a little Swarovski, um, blue crystal pin. Oh. Just for me to put underneath my hair. It was literally underneath my hair. That was my something blue. And I still have it. And it's just so special to me. And that's why I said, it was like, you know, I didn't have a daughter, but hopefully one day when my kids get married, you know, whoever they choose, maybe they'll be receptive to like, you know, having something that I wore on my wedding. But like the one thing that I will say that was the toughest, the guest list. Mother's Day is coming and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't 
feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The guest list was tough. Girl, who are you telling? Did you split it down the middle? Like, you get 50 guests, I get 50 guests? Like, did you do something like that? There were so many rules with this place that mm-hmm. we were only allowed to have. I think it was like two. We we didn't want a huge wedding. I think it was like 250 people capacity. We went down to 200 because we were like, we don't want those 50 extra people. Like, there's already going to be What's the point? Yeah. people working and everything. Like, we really wanted it to be as intimate as possible. And so we just went through the problem was it wasn't us with the guest list. It was the people on the guest list. Who's going to have an issue with this person? Who, how do we, how do we put this person away from the other person? Yeah. Especialmente con la familia. It's like, oh, voy a invitar al primo este. Ah, no, pero ese primo no se lleva con el otro primo. Y mi mamá no le habla a, a la ex esposa de mi primo. Yeah. It gets messy. It gets messy. We won't even talk about the seating arrangement. That's a problem. But even the invites is already like, nah, this one doesn't like this one. And I, I like, but we were good with the invites, you know, like we didn't have any issues with that. You know, my mom is, is kind of like weird with stuff like that. Like don't invite this one and don't invite, oh, you don't talk to that one. But I didn't let her dictate. It's like, not your wedding. It's not what? your wedding, mom. Yeah. She wasn't planning. She wasn't paying. So I kind of like was like, you're going to deal with whoever is there. I just won't sit you with them. For sure. Well, you know, the funny thing for me was like, okay, so we're inviting people and Mark and I, I'm such an office supply person. I went and got these huge post-its and in the apartment that we lived in back in the day, it was all windows. So one day we sat down, we're like, we are going to do these seating charts. And I got these big old post-it notes. They were like, they were, they were huge. Like not your little post-it notes, right? For school teachers. Exactly. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to have, and I don't even remember how many tables, let's say it was 10. I said, we're going to, we have 10 tables. We are getting this done now. So like we went through it so that I could give it to my planner. And when she saw it, she was like, I've never had anybody be as detailed as this. Like it was crazy. The funny thing for me was, and actually I feel like one of the most beautiful parts as far as like our wedding went was the mixture of the Jewish ceremony with the Catholic ceremony. Like I had a chuppah, 
which, you know, for me, it was like, I'd never, I'd never seen, you know, I'd gone to a, a Jewish wedding before, but like, I'd never seen myself under a chuppah getting married. You know, when you picture yourself getting married. Okay. Don't judge me. Can we backtrack a little bit? Yeah. So I don't know why I'm thinking sex in the city, you know, Charlotte, when she converted, did you I did not convert? No. Okay. Cause I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, she did the same thing. Charlotte did. Don't mind me and my ignorance, but I don't have a lot no. of no, no. And it's great to ask questions. No. Um, so we basically had a rabbi and we okay. had a priest and okay. we did a combined ceremony. So I did have to learn some, um, Hebrew to say at the wedding. And, um, Mark was just like, you know, he went with whatever it was that, um, was involved with like the Catholic wedding, but yeah, it was just really touching to see, like, there are pictures of Mark's dad who's no longer with us. And you could see him tearing up when the rabbi was, was giving us our blessing and like Mark stepped on the glass. And I mean, it was just, it, it was really just the perfect combination of both of our religions and cultures. And like, you know, I always say to Mark, the only thing that I regret about our wedding was that we couldn't extend it to longer. You know what I mean? Like I wanted it to end at like two o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? So I just, even talking about it now just gives me the best memories. You look so happy. You know, you guys are listening to us, but I can actually see her. She's been cheesing the whole time. Oh. You could tell she's still in love with her man. I, you know what? I mean, he's all right. I'll keep him, you know? Um, no, that's the thing. It's like, we're now, we just celebrated 10 years together. And we looked at each other and we we're like 10 years married, 13 years together. We started dating. He didn't ask me to marry him until we were three years in. And then- that whole story, you guys have to prepare yourself for that story because that story was so freaking romantic. I'm not even kidding you. Not it's her. like, Do not make me cry. Okay. No, it was honestly I, everything I would expect from Mark Grossman. Carolina, can I tell you, I fantasize about a very romantic proposal, but it didn't happen, but continue. I want to hear what was your proposal? Like, no, tell me now. So, okay. So me and Dooney have known each other practically since we were like 22 years old. Okay. And then you know, later Thanks. on while we were living together, uh, we were going to Paris, right? Mm -hmm. And we lived together like five, six years already. We have, we've had a very long relationship. And I was like, Paris, I said, oh God, maybe you'll propose if This is it. This oh, is it. It's going down. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time I'm in Paris. Oh, Eiffel Tower today. Okay. Maybe today. Oh, well. going to the top. He's taking me to the top and he's going to okay. ask me on the river, the CN. Okay. Proposal today. Uh -huh. Girl trip ends. No proposal. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No love lockets at that like bridge or whatever. I don't know. I've never been to Paris. What? Anything. He was not into anything. I, I set up a photo shoot. You know what he did? He was like, I ain't going to that. When I came back, I was like, this man, and I, I don't know why I hyped myself up. Women, why do we do things like that? Noni, the missed opportunity, though. Why? He's actually here. Did you, uh, Noni, get on the mic right now. Why on earth did you not? No, I want to know. Why did you not take that opportunity? Noni, you're so cute. Come over here. Noni, hey. this is the perfect opportunity for you in Paris. It is the city of love and light. It wasn't the right time. I think what do you mean? I think after and, and five not, years, I don't know if your, your listeners are going to crucify me for this, but it has to be the right time. Not when the person that wants the proposal wants it, it has to be when it's right. When, when not, not when I want it, but when we feel it's the right time, Paris wasn't the right time for me. Paris wasn't the, I mean, Paris is Paris the right was, time for in, everybody. In, oh, it, it, that's just it. In your mind, it's, it's the right time. I think 
for you, you're thinking Paris is the right place, but is it the right time? Well, well, okay. So you know what? Let me let me hear you out on this. So what you're saying is that you guys were five years in, right? Five, six years into your relationship, yeah. let's say around that time. In your mind, what were you thinking would have been the perfect time and place? Was it indeed the proposal that you did? I don't think if 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 it would have went down in Paris, I don't think it would have been that genuine. I would have, I, I think it would have been more like, oh, we're in Paris. I have to do this. I don't think it would have been it would have been as genuine as it was when I did it. I appreciate that. That's beautiful, Nooney, that you knew, you know your convictions and you know I that- I didn't want to force it just because we were in a beautiful place and people think, oh, Paris, the place of love. No, I wanted it to come from my heart when it was ready and everything was right and it was perfect. You getting emotional? Oh I'm not getting emotional. I love you. Oh my God, I love you too. But that is beautiful. You know why? Because he didn't do it for the story. Exactly. So many people do things for the story or for the, you know what I mean? And now- yeah. 100%. You're absolutely right. It would have looked it. amazing on Instagram. I'll that, tell you that much. That's the you just, problem. I don't, I don't want to look. That's right. That's because Noonie's the man and he still remains the man in my eyes. I am Thank forever you. a Noonie fan. Thank I am you. the president of the Noonie fan club. Okay. <laughs> now, he's, so. now he's deep. Now I need it to mean something. I'm just joking. I know that is beautiful though. You know what? He's so right. So many people think like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity. Whether I'm in Times Square in Manhattan or, you know, you know your relationship. And you know what? He did it the following Christmas, you know, at home in our apartment, just us two. You know, it was it, it was just perfect. Well, he says there was a backstory. He took the ring to Christmas dinner and then he didn't want to do it because there were too many people there. I did. I just got probably a little stage fright. You know, I never it was it was something. It was just a lot of people. <laughs> That's a lot. I'm sure Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Noche Buena. Yeah, it was dinner time. They had a carol there. There was all kinds of stuff going on. There's we did have a man doing Christmas carols. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot. I don't blame you, Noonie, for waiting until the right time. And like, but see, this is beautiful. I'm picturing it in my mind right now. You got the But Christmas we drove off twinkling. after after Noche Buena and he still had that ring burning a hole in his pocket. And then when we get home, we're like in the room undressing. And then I look back, he on the floor. I'm like, when the hell? Oh, my he gosh. I love this for you guys. And now look at you. Seriously. Look at that, Carolina. We got no need to help on telling these, you know, engagement stories. Now, I want to hear your engagement story. Oh, gosh. No, my engagement story is crazy. Um, Mark and I were living together. I'm going to give you guys cliff notes. You've probably heard this before. I don't know if I've ever told you guys. I, um, I had no clue that Mark was going to get was going to ask me to marry him. I really didn't. And um, one day he says to me, I have a meeting all day long. I'm not going to be able to talk to you all day. Don't bother trying to reach out like it's a long ass meeting, like da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay. Oh yeah. He's like, I'll see you when I get home. I said, okay. I had no idea that he flew out to Columbus, Ohio mm -hmm. to meet my mom and dad. I guess he called them like a week before and said, you know, hi, Wita and Tata. That's what everybody calls them. He's like, you know, I'd like to come and see you. And they said, what's going on, Mark? Like, is everything okay? And he said, you know, I just, I wanted to see if you could make yourself available for me. And you know, he, he, got the date and the time and everything, took them out to lunch and told them that he was planning on asking me to marry him. And they of course said yes. And then he came home that night, like nothing. I knew nothing, knew nothing. Honestly, like people don't do things like this. Like fly to get, okay, me quiero casar con tu hija. Puedo casarme yeah. con tu hija. Like that's something that I guess maybe it happened to my mom, but yeah, like you, you know? <laughs> so then, um, 
one day I'm driving back from the city and I get a freaking flat tire. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? Like, this is such a disaster, you know, this and that. And so Mark's like, just, you know, Mr. Fix it. He's like, just don't worry about it. Everything will get taken care of. So long story short, I end up getting back to my apartment. And back then our apartment, our elevator opened up into the apartment. Oh, you have money? Shut up. (laughs) You're stupid. And so- I open up, I get into the apartment and I'm like, why are there candles? There's candles everywhere. Like, okay. I said, somebody wants some sexy time. So he takes me to the bathroom and uh, there's, there's a bubble bath and there's like champagne. And I'm like, oh shit, it's going down. I was like, he's about to get it. This is going to be good. This is going to be a movie where, well, we don't make movies, but you know what I mean. Time for a movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm ready. I like take off my clothes. I'm doing the backstroke. We had a big ass bath. I was like doing the backstroke in the bath and I'm like, you know, getting ready. And all of a sudden I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Like, and so he comes in, he's fully clothed. Oh, he wasn't there I'm thinking you're doing this together with him no 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 I walk in yes I'm there and he said hold on I gotta go he's like I gotta go change and so he comes I I get in the bathtub I was like I'm ready for this there's zero clue that he's about to propose he comes back in he's fully clothed and I'm like what I was like dude come on you know like what's going on and he gets down on one knee and you're naked I'm fully naked there's candlelight everywhere he was like, and, I got to make sure I want this for the rest of my life. He wanted to see you uh, <laughs> listening, wet and naked. He was like, okay, looks good. Where's the ring? <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. And I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, what if I was like, I don't, what do you, I said, oh, I go, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. No. What are you doing? I kept on saying, he goes, you kept on saying no. And I was like, what is she saying no to me? And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm naked right now. You know, and that's like double the nerves. Just being I know. Oh my gosh. So then after I said, yes. And then he got in with me and there were people in our kitchen making us like a four course meal. It was in, it was probably one of the most romantic nights of my life. Like definitely planned this for months. (laughs) It was crazy. It sounds absolutely perfect. But Carolina, can we go back to the fact that you were naked? I, I have a thing about being nude, you know, even in front of my husband. So I cannot even imagine being proposed to in the nude. Girl, no, wait, not only that, but wait, there's one, there's literally one picture from after we got engaged. I have my hair back in like a bandana. I have no makeup on. I look so freaking rough and I'm crying. And I've like, it it was just, it is quite honestly, probably the ugliest picture. I mean, my one eye is crossed because I had too much champagne, but I didn't even care. I was like, my man asked me to marry him. It was just such a beautiful thing. The dinner. So like you guys get out, you get dressed and then we get out, we get dressed and there's a chef and we get started with the first course and the wine and uh, we're calling people. People are calling us because at that point, my mom knew that that was going to be the day my parents call and they're like, congratulations. She was probably like this with the phone glued to her face, just waiting. They were dying. My brothers and sisters called. So it was like every course, like other people were calling. So the timing couldn't have been better. Like my brothers, my sisters, my friends, my bet, like my best friend knew like every, like there were so many people who knew that kept the secret that I appreciated because like there would have been nothing worse than finding out from somebody because the way that it happened was so amazing. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, have you ever done something like that? him that required tons of planning like did you ever pay him back because that sounds like you're dead 
I mean, I got him a dog uh, during the pandemic, and uh, it's enough. the biggest mistake of my life. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I I got suckered into having a pandemic dog. No, you know what it is? Mark is, um, he's the type of guy who doesn't like material things. Like, he doesn't like gifts. He doesn't like things. So for him, the dog was huge because he's always wanted a dog. He wanted to raise the kids with a German Shepherd. Tu mejor amiga now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mi mejor amiga. Mi hija. La reina de la casa. She's a piece of, you know what. And um, no, she's just, she's taken over my man. He gives her chichi rubs now. I get so upset about it. They're like obsessed with each other. Mark is not the type of person like, um, for example, for our 10th anniversary, I got him a really beautiful gift. Um, you know, I saved up my money. I got him a watch and it's not the watch that he wanted. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I am the worst. I'm the worst at like figuring out what to give him. You know what I mean? But he's like really good about knowing what to give me. So I just figured from now on, I'm not going to give him material things. That's good. Just, don't you know, dog. another dog next year. Uh-uh. I said one and done, baby. That is it. She is, she is going to live in infamy. There will be no more German shepherds in, on this property because she is it. No, there are, she, she is, is it. Beautiful. Like she is beautiful. That dog. I don't know how we just like got sidetracked on this whole thing, but anyway, back to the weddings and stuff. Uh, we have to talk about this because I did want to ask you, did people put pressure on you? Like, especially cause you were back in the Dominican Republic to have like the best wedding Were people like, were their expectations? Like was the bar set really high? Um, you know where the bar was set high, you know, that's like when I got married, I got married like five years ago. That's when Snapchat and social media was like really big. Mm. you know my followers really wanted in they expected me to post everything you know I had become kind of like an oversharer so they were like yeah post a bachelorette party oh yeah post a wedding oh let us see the dress so the expectation for me to share on social media was extremely high and even on my wedding day I was sharing because people were watching like people just wanted to be a part of it so that was a little bit of pressure but it was my do you regret it do you regret it? If you could do it all over again, would you do the same thing? Would you have given people all of that like insight oh, into I your would, special? I really wouldn't have. I would not have Snapchatted on my wedding. I would not have shared on Instagram on my wedding. I would I put would have put the phone down. But I don't know why I felt like I owed it to my followers to be at my wedding. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man 
take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To be fair to you, though, let's look at the difference. You got married in 2016? Yeah, in 2016. It was five years now. Mm-hmm. So times were de- like, so 2011 was when I got married and I had a, and we've spoken about this before. If you've listened to the podcast, I had a no social media at my wedding period yeah. point blank. I don't want pictures on Facebook. I don't want you tweeting. I didn't want, how, I how, wanted how did you even nothing. That, that topic of conversation. Like, is it in the invite or how does that, how is that implied? So we basically had a website and it said, we really want people to be in the moment. This is such a special day for both of us. Like, please refrain from using social media and taking pictures. You know, not, not that I was worried about anybody posting a picture about me. I wanted people to just feel it. I wanted people to know, like, I'm going to get like emotional right now. I know what you're saying. It's just live the moment. And you know, it's like with social media, it's like, we don't stop and absorb what's happening sometimes because we're like this, like recording instead of watching. There are very few moments now where you can like really just take in like the love, especially after like this pandemic, like the love and the warmth of your closest family and friends. And like, I just knew, and that was back in the day, that was 2011. And I was like, people were asking me, are you going to have a hashtag? I said, fuck no, I'm not having a hashtag. I said, for what? I said, so people can get like, you know, these random pictures. I want people to feel like they are in a safe space. Like I don't want anybody to worry about, like, I wanted people to get lit. I wanted, I mean, that bar was popping, you know what I mean? And I want wanted people to feel safe and free. That was really kind of like the message of the whole reason why I didn't want to do social media. Even my bachelorette party, my bachelorette, we went to Vegas and it was more relaxing. And I told my girls, I was like, if any of you think it's going to be funny, I didn't want guy, like, I didn't want guy strippers. I'm just not into it. I said, if any of you think it's going to be funny or cute, 
I will be so pissed if you give me a guy stripper. I said, I will fucking leave. I will I leave. Think, I don't like guy strippers. I think they're actually icky and just, just nasty. And by but, the way, no offense to any guy uh, entertainers, if you're listening to us, no, but it's, it's just, just not my thing. <laughs> it's not my thing either. But, you know, my friends did enjoy them. And if you see the footage in my phone of Bella, Jesus Christ, <laughs> enjoy the male strippers. I don't know why I just got so emotional. My gosh, you know what? It's like reliving that time. So for anybody who's getting married and whether it's your first or your second marriage or whatever it is, when you find true love, pour everything that you have inside of it. And look, you could be the total opposite. You may want people to document everything for you. That's what's so special about a wedding is that it's truly yours. I have some weddings coming up. Some of them, I feel like that was too soon. Some of them are like, you get married again. I don't know. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being judgy, but whatever. But with, when it comes to weddings, you know, it's just going to feel right. You know, me and Noni were together like eight, nine years before wow, we got married. God bless. He didn't believe in marriage. He didn't want to get married. Carolina, I begged for a ring. Every Did you? Like, yeah, I'm like, yo, where's my ring? Where's my ring? Me and you are so opposite. Because you're like, so I didn't funny. pressure him. Because I was just like, yo, bro, what are we doing? I'm going to be your forever girlfriend. Like, you know, I gave him an ultimatum with everything. We're going to move in together or we're breaking up. We're going to get engaged but because he wasn't moving on anything. He still you wanted know. to be a little hole behind my back in his 20s. Stop it, Noonie. I'm going to spank him if I see he him bought, again. He better he be out the room. He better be out of the room because I am his biggest fan, but I do not like that. I know, but I, I was the one because, you know, I met him at 24. So it's just like, yeah, bro, you guys were babies. 24 year old don't want to move in. You don't want to get married. I feel like sometimes like even a 30 year old is still kind of like when it comes to men, you're kind of like, I'm so young. But I'm, I'm the one that gave him ultimatum on everything. See, I think, uh, number one, I didn't even go ring shopping with Mark. Do you know that? I never looked at a ring. I never picked out a stone. I never looked at, uh, like, not even the shape, nothing. I got what I got. It's like it's like a kindergarten. You, you get just, what you get, and you don't get upset. <laughs> alone? Because my sisters told him, like, she wants princess cut. Don't play. He designed the ring. He designed the ring with his friend. And that's why it's so special and sentimental to me. And, um, one of his dearest friends, Scott, who I adore, I like that guy, poor guy. He probably went through it. Cause Mark is very detailed. Mark is like what he wants. He they went gets, to the jeweler 17 times. Give me another he would look down and be like this Mark Grossman again, you know? So like, I didn't even know what this thing was going to look like nothing, but, nothing. um, but you loved it. I love my ring. I love my ring. You but have you have the original ring? I still have the original ring. I got a new. Been, it must have been a good ass ring if you still have the original ring 10 years later. I do. I do. And um, so as far as like the ring goes, but like, I think for me, going back to the reason why I never pressured him was because, you know, and I've spoken about this to you guys before. I'm the youngest of six. Four of my siblings have gotten divorced. And so for me, marriage, I think I was more scared. I think I was just like, yo, if I'm going to do this, it's gotta be forever. Like, I don't, and that's the reason why I felt so comfortable, like just living with him. Like the fact that he asked my parents for their blessing to live with each other. I was like, okay, so this is cool. Like we can live with each other and like, let's see where it goes. And I knew I wanted to be with him forever. Like there was no question, you know, but like, I never asked him. So when are we going to do this? Or, you know, I feel like maybe just because I was so traumatized by seeing what my brothers and sisters went through with their divorces. And you didn't want to force it. I didn't want to force it. I was just like, if it's going to happen, it's going to be, it's going to be on him and me and we'll decide. And, and that's it, you know? So no, it's crazy that you gave, gave that thought because you know, my mom is like Dominican Elizabeth Taylor. She's been married like three, four times. <laughs> I didn't even think about divorce. <laughs> 
can't stand you. Oh my God. I love it. But you know what? Like we could compare her to JLo. I mean, JLo's on the track. Girl, no, but my mama is 70. We got to leave her with Elizabeth Taylor over there. <laughs> She's not good. We got to leave her in the 80s. All she needs is a 80s. construction dude now. Remember when Elizabeth Taylor married that construction guy and everybody freaked out? Mullet? He, like Girl, mullet. he looked like White Snake. Yes. How <laughs> do I even remember these things? I must have been a child, but my mom was obsessed with Elizabeth Taylor. So was so mom, White Diamonds. Siempre. Uh, Tú sabes que esa mujer tiene los ojos color morado. I'm like, mm -hmm. That's the only woman in the world with, with um violet eyes. I'm like, I never even seen a picture of this woman's violet eyes, but my whole childhood. Oh no, it's remember. real. It's real? Okay. It's never... real. Cause my mom would say, Esa mujer es una belleza. Los ojos. Oh my gosh. And my mom, my mom would always look at us because we all had brown eyes, except for my sister. My sister has gorgeous green eyes. Wow. My mom would be like, Why? Por, por qué no salieron como la Jenny? Jenny has green eyes. Uh my 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 great grandmother Avrora had green eyes so how, how some, did that happen how Jenny looked out like that there's a recessive gene somewhere I don't know and girl, look at my kids I would have had light eyes I would have never even gotten married I mean please yeah I would still be trolling the streets these guys would not be safe we are the only two people who could talk about weddings and wedding planners and de destination weddings and get to Elizabeth Taylor. How this happens, we do not know. You know what? Like <laughs> we need Andrew to have his microphone on and really <laughs> our producer, you know, he just lets us go. He's like, this sounds like it's gonna be a mess. I love it. Well, we are a mess, but you know what? I do want people to write in and tell us like about their wedding. If you guys have questions, seriously, because you have two totally different perspectives. You've got a destination wedding person and a, and a local, you know, I wouldn't say hometown. New York City is not my hometown, but it was, it's where I reside, you know, where I live. If you guys have questions, send I them. Blog. I have a blog. If anybody wants to do a destination wedding, I got you. I wrote it all up for you. Don't worry oh, about wow. it. wow. Write in and I'll reply with the link. Yeah. Amazing. But you know what? Like before we go, honey, I do want to ask the biggest question of them all. Would you do it all over again? Absolutely. Till this day, my wedding was the best day of my life. So I would 100% just without the Snapchat, but I would do it for sure. And, and if I had to get married again, I would marry the same man. What about you, Caroline? Girl, please, you know my answer. I always say like, Mark is literally the best thing that ever happened to me. He changed my life. He is, I mean, listen, I'm not going to be sappy. I know there's people rolling their eyes. He drives me fucking insane. Like he drives me nuts. Uh, but there's nobody that I would rather grow old with. Like he is seriously the best puzzle piece. You know what I mean? Like he is the missing puzzle piece. And like, um, would we do it all over again? 1 million percent. I would not change a thing about our wedding. Like I didn't girl, I didn't even tell you about the children's choir. I mean, there is just so much. I mean, I had little kids singing at my wedding. People were like, there was not a dry eye in the really house. bag on that wedding. I mean, oh my gosh, the whole weekend. And then after it's like, uh, we looked at each other. We're like, and then we have to go on our honeymoon. So no, you know what? Every penny started on the honeymoon situation. We yeah. Honeymoon's next. Talk about honeymoons on a different day. Cause I feel like this episode is long, I but know. I, I'm happy. Me too. I'm so happy. And you guys hit us up at LI Spanglish on Instagram, all social media. And also um, don't forget to follow us. I'm at the real Carolina. I am honey German. Hit us up.
follow and you know binge all the episodes we've talked about a lot of great things for real definitely hit us up and uh don't forget to like and subscribe so that you guys can know whenever a new episode comes out because we're really trying to serve it to you we are trying to give it to you so (laughs) there you go see now i'm getting all frisky uh i gotta go find my man i love you guys we'll talk to you guys next week bye Life in Spanglish is a production of Life in Spanglish Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.